So, ET. We have a we have a third with thir- third third the third third contributor a third the guest star ET. Yeah, it, literally, he's right here. He's very quiet though. He's he's not very talkative today. It's it's okay. I mean, I get stage. Sorry, right. you 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 talk when you want to. He's shy. <laughs> he's and hey, we'll get him next time. We, you just hang out, buddy. Have yourself a, a Coors banquet, and you know we'll get you next time. How old is ET now? It's over the four, It's over forty, right? Is it really forty years? It's been forty. We've been coming here for forty, <laughs> 40 years. years. I think it was, think, yeah. Oh my gosh. Let me just say the traffic here sucks. I, I I cannot stand how and I don't know if this is just an older flaw. I'm actually shocked you had trouble on three three or so on a Friday. Is this yeah. Friday? Yeah. No, it, it's it's coming into the city and like through those tunnels and it's like I don't know who decided to put lights, street lights. Well, on you a know, on a bypass. I forgot this and relearned. I knew and I know I knew this before, but then I relearned it. Liberty Tunnels were the first automobile tunnels in, in ever built. What, really? Yeah. Like ever. Like ever. Like in the whole re- because we had a lot of engineers and a lot of steel resources here that no other city had first. So Liberty Tunnel, really? Liberty Tunnel is the first automotive tunnel in I think it's anyway. It's definitely in America, but I'm pretty sure it's everywhere. Holy, I did not know that. Yeah, pretty cool, right? So that yeah. Okay. Puts, puts us further they need to on the update map. it though. Still, oh, it's probably because it, it hasn't updated. been updated since. <laughs> it's yeah. So yeah, it needs updated a bit. No, it's aged. Because it shouldn't take. Sure. It shouldn't take twenty minutes to go two hundred feet. At least, at least that's what I think. What's he doing? He's shutting the door. Okay, if this is my last podcast, my name is Matthew Hahn. I'm currently at seven. He's shutting every door. Man, when I thought when you said we were doing horror theming, I didn't think you had this in mind. Yeah, we're talking A24 today. Yes, we are I, talking A, which I did not realize how expansive. They do not stop. And I, I think it's, I, I wanted to tackle A24 as like a whole studio at some point. Mm-hmm. But for this one, I just kind of wanted to focus on their horror endeavors. Because I think yeah. it's like, they're like the most independent, big budget studio. And this is like the most independent of all the genres, mm. like stylistically. Yeah, so I yeah. thought that there was... Like there's still some tap in there. Yeah. So. Well, I was definitely just I, I was I was surprised to see how many titles they've come out with, and I've Shocking. heard all of them. I've seen a I've seen a decent amount, but I did not realize they were a twenty four. Yeah, and they, they've had a focus on like bringing up new talent too, like mm-hmm. both on both behind and in front of the camera, which is kind of cool. I just shattered this tea bag. <laughs> I shouldn't be allowed to touch of, things. What kind of tea? The good old black tea. I need I need the caffeine. You need the caffeine right yeah, now? Just the straight up, you know, grocery stores or brand. Lipton or or no, like a off brand. Just like just the, the regular grocery Giant store Eagle. brand brand, yeah. Grocery brand. So don't they like with those brands, don't they usually like pay so like is Giant Eagle paying Lipton to rebrand it for them or something? I could I could buy that. You yeah. know what I mean? I mean? Maybe not Lipton specifically, but yeah. I feel like that's how it works. They they buy, I don't know. It's black market black tea. <laughs> it's illegal in 49 states. <laughs> that's, uh, that's why we have it here. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, so with A24, the logo too. The logo's pretty sweet looking. I think that's always yeah. key is. It, it has that like very like late 70s, early yeah, 80s flair. Yeah, no, it definitely, yeah. Which I dig about it. I've noticed, though, for me, if I'm writing, that's always something that, like, I struggle with. And I don't know if you have this issue as well. I tend to, I'm, I'm unable to write a character unless I know their name. That's interesting. I've I don't know why. It's probably just me. 
I most of the time when I the few times I've like gotten real deep into it, I usually think of personalities first, and yeah. I've changed names before. Yeah, no, I have too. But it, I notice when once I finally find their the name or a name that I'm happy with, yeah, writing them gets easier for me. But for some reason, I need that name to begin. Like I just I can't call him Character A or Steve or Jimmy's brother or <laughs> Teresa. Whatever you know, I just oh, I the gotta, one with the beautiful voice. Yes, I have to know. Like I don't know. For me, the name is very, very important. Yeah, and I can spend way. I can waste way too much time on that. I can get almost like a form of world builders disease, is yeah. what they call it. And twenty four is like I, even just their horror title is I could probably. So they, they do more than horror. Oh, they you, do tons. They, they do, do a lot t- of okay. independent stuff. Like the Lobster came out oh, a few years back. Right. That yeah. one was really good. I did actually list a few of them here. Like Enemy is not necessarily a horror movie. It's more of a thriller. Yes, but it definitely has. It's, it's kind of in that arena. A little and bit. it is very. I got to say, it is very out there. Yeah, in the way it like Villeneuve kind of got got his start like by that really like yeah cerebral weirdness. Yes, that a lot of indie yes, so it's, it's a definitely it's a cerebral film. Yeah. I think like it's one there you're like what? But like you look, Danny Villeneuve is killing it right now. He just did a few years back. He did Blade Runner. Now he's rocking the whole Dune reinvigoration. Yeah. So even though just announced that Dune has now been delayed, which is a big bummer. Oh really? It has been delayed. Yeah, delayed till twenty twenty four. Basically, they're saying is, you know, it, is that until because the strikes or whatever. Is that because of the strikes? Yeah, that's sucks. I'm assuming most mostly ADR work would be my guess. But and two, like with Enemy, like I gotta say, like that. I mean, it has that very big open ending. Mm-hmm. Oh, mean, it very like scratch your head and question the ending. If and and two, okay. I mean, obviously, I think there's something very metaphoric going on in that story or allegory, however you want to put it. Yeah. Well, most stories do. What am I saying? If you have a, I don't, I don't want to give, well, it's not really a spoiler, but maybe it is. If you have any sort of arachnophobia, maybe don't watch Enemy. Yeah, I would agree with that. Especially that ending. Like, I, I've interpreted it in this huge spoiler. I've interpreted that ending. I guess you can interpret it however you want. I've interpreted that as... That his his wife, right? Or is is he married, or is it just his girlfriend? I think he he's with the 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 movie star's girlfriend. Yeah. Okay. At the end. Well, the right? what? Well, yeah. Basically, I've interpreted that that he now sees her as a spider. Well, is that or or like? I think it's it, the, like I don't know. It's it's largely metaphoric, but it does in one way, shape, or form. But whether it be literal or metaphorical, mm-hmm. ties into the secret society stuff mm-hmm. with the act with the actor being related to like the deep society yeah. stuff, like all the trafficking and stuff that's shown in the earlier parts of the film. Yeah, I mean, enemy enemy is an interesting one. Launched launched really one of the big ones that launched. Yeah, uh, and I think it was career. the early the early twenty tens, like twenty thirteen. I think it came out something like so, that. Yeah, somewhere around there. Somewhere around there, and. Uh, Anyway, the point I'm getting at here is an ending like that. It's a very, very open ended. Like you got to almost take it. Does not spoon feed you, and not unlike at least um, I don't think it does. Later on, he did Prisoners. I mean, Prisoners yeah. has a very similar ending, and that's one thing with that. I that you'll you're going to get out of more independent films is you're going to get these crazier, more outlandish think PC yes. kind of endings. Yeah, you're definitely going to get the endings, which when you go like the the mainstream studios, you tend to not, or you don't tend to find it as often. It's it's meant more to be very wrapped up with a bow type mm-hmm. 
give it give you all the 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 goods and the info. Yeah, I mean, which is kind of in a similar arena. I mean, it's yeah, a little no. bit more straightforward, but, but it's still it's but still very even just the way it's and that is and that is a very unsettling one. I, I will say, Rob Eggers, man, he's yeah. a, he's he's a talented dude, and he's he's now branch. He's starting to branch out from a twenty four, but he mm-hmm. was he was one of their heavy hitters that they kept around quite yeah. a lot. I mean, he he did Lighthouse for them also. Lighthouse, which was which you have seen, I have not seen Lighthouse. It's very I that one's interesting. <laughs> that and again, so I, yeah, there's definitely yes, <laughs> I would say. This whole, like, especially the, we're focusing strictly on the horror movies that they've come out with. But yes, they are definitely interesting. There's that big theme of, you can definitely delineate. Rob Eggers loves, like, period pieces. Yeah. It's very apparent he's, and he's very good at them. Mm -hmm. He almost has, like, a Wes Anderson style to his gloom and doom that he does. It's that kind of stagey, kind of, I I can't even put my finger on it right at this moment, but I've articulated it in the past. You're talking about, like, how it's shot or, like, the production design? Production design, I guess, is what I'm getting at. Like, certain miniatures and Mm -hmm. just that that, that whole style is is interesting emergence in recent years. And Eggers is interesting, dude. He did Northmen for, I I forget what studio at this point, but he, that was the first one that he really branched off from yeah. A24 and he pretty much worked I don't want to say exclusively I mean he pretty much worked only with A24 for quite a while I mean which was one of the one of the first big heavy hits that everybody recognized A24 for so that's and the witch too like or the Vavitch, however, <laughs> the Vavitch. Well, because like I think that's how. Isn't that how the W eventually? Yeah, it's like it's v, two. It's, it's two capital yeah. V's. Has is how it's and that's how we eventually got it. I think. Don't I haven't I didn't look that up. I didn't do my research. <laughs> no, that is definitely like atmosphere, and this I think in horror too. There's a lot of horror has a lot of atmosphere to it, wouldn't you say? The genre. Oh, yeah. I think it's better when it does. Yeah. yeah. I mean, we also put Midsummer on this list from Ari Aster. I mean, yeah, that one almost like is set up to not be a horror movie yeah. in ways that makes it more creepy. And when we get to that, I have to ask you something: how they would have done? Because he did a great job with it. That's another one yeah. um, that that goes with it with the with the witch. One thing I have to give, and and I did not realize, again, I don't know if I just wasn't paying attention in the opening credits. I did not realize that was an A24 mm-hmm. film. But, I mean, I rewatched the, for, I rewatched the first act of it, mm-hmm. and I'd forgotten, like, the score is so good. It's it's It very much locks itself into the period that it's it's set in, which I, th- I thought was... It's one of the one of my favorite period pieces. Yeah, I've ever and no, seen. I mean that's what I, and that's what I was going to allude to or say is kudos to them for making me feel like I'm way back. They in they had the so, they all the lingu- 16, 1600s? the language art coaches that they had on that yeah. were top notch. I mean they they nailed old English mm-hmm. for which sure. I can't which for knowing that especially an independent film and and let's let's define this too for anyone listening. What makes an independent studio different from like Warner Brothers or Disney or what what would I, th- I would say it's a, it's a more loose attention to tools of the craft. I mean, mm-hmm. like Universal is going to have much more strict guidelines for what you can yeah. and can't do, and it's like it's it's their brand name supersedes the creative vision of the individual. I yeah. think is really what it comes down to. I think independent cinema is more open to an individual's ideas. Yeah, is and how I would define. No, that. no, no. And I, I would agree with that. The the independent because technically when we when we're saying independent, we are we are specifically meaning independent from the mainstream studios that everybody is, that is are, very that, familiar that with. Yeah, They're very Warner Brothers. In. Disney, Sony, everything that Disney owns. Yeah, everything. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's really only if we were to. I'm trying to think now. How many big studios are there? There's, there's Disney. There's Warner Brothers slash Discovery now. Yeah. There's Universal. Universal, which 
Are they still? Yeah, they're still of their own. They're there's, still their own. There's there is Paramount. everything that Disney owns, and Disney, you know, acquired Fox and all the yeah. Fox subsidiaries, which was pretty substantial. Yes. It was like Fox Searchlight, mm-hmm. Focus so yeah, Features. Fox, Fox is a part of Disney now. That's no longer technically. Yeah, it's which is it's still mind entity. blowing to me that that's a reality. <laughs> yeah, I know that. Yes, <laughs> and the Paramount or is, Paramount. is Paramount still Viacom? Owned Par- by Viacom? I, uh, that's a good question. I think they are. Yes. Okay. Well, anyway, so that's, I think... Who's Columbia owned by? I think that's Sony. Sony owns them, I think. That sounds right, yeah. But, yeah, Sony would be the other one if I didn't already say them. I think that's the main big hitter. So when we say independent, we are talking about someone outside of that sphere of influence. As much as, like, A24 produces a crazy amount of movies every year, but they still are very new. Yeah. And And Warner Brothers has been around for 100 years at this point. Like, it's amazing, too, because it's, they've, the quality of what they make, it it feels like they are, like, a big-time studio. And they they have such a signature, they do have their own signature vision emerging, Mm -hmm. which is partly, I mean, now they've they've won how many Academy Awards at this point? Moonlight, not being the least of which, yeah. but that that was still a crazy, <laughs> crazy moment at the Oscars. Oh yeah, the where, with the flip with the flip with the. Yeah. <laughs> I still am like, how did that happen? How did how do you mess that one up? How, yeah, how did how did that go wrong with La La Land getting it at first? They they give them the wrong envelope. Talk about instead. creating bad. Blood. Not that and La La Land is a good movie too. So, but E.T. yeah, he's gonna go down for E.T. E.T.'s going down for a nap. He's, he's looking at me. He's asleep. He had yeah. five cores in the time we've been sitting here. He he did. He's beast how did he do that did you see the movie et yeah <laughs> okay so out of when we're talking specifically the a24 horror movies mm-hmm. or even just thrillers ones that definitely have that i threw enemy in there even though it's like it's not no, a horror but, it but it's, it's but on it, that line enough it is on that line there's that sort of uncanny like you watch it and you're like i don't, I don't feel like you know it there just, was enough it, it's enough to horror element in yeah, there for me it's it's enough to set you on edge and feel Lo- strange one that about everybody it. constantly forgets about is under the skin have you ever seen that one i have not you have it's, yes you've told me this one there's almost no dialogue in that movie at all yeah yeah. It's Scarlett Johansson. She, mm-hmm. She's, I'm going to blow the plot for you. Okay. Yes. Everybody blow knows the there are spoilers for spoilers. the movie Under the Skin. The whole time, the whole time Scarlett Johansson is an alien in that movie and you don't really know it, uh, but she's going through just kind of like a call girl type scenario mm-hmm. the whole time and getting used and abused the whole time. And then like you slowly realize that she's an alien and that's why she never says like one word through the whole movie. Huh. And it's, it's, it's very strange. It's like, it's all score and ambience. It's yeah. Like there's almost, there's very little structure to it. It's just kind of, kind of it's, one of those ones that just follows along. And I think again, that, harkens back to that idea of independent cinema is yeah. you're not structure too writing wise you're going to get a lot of experimental experimental ideas. structures or people trying to sort of play around or break that classic traditional three-act structure yeah. that you yeah. see a lot sometimes maybe not necessarily within like maybe too much unguided direction mm-hmm. but i think that that's where you get some interesting stuff and it's not no, gonna, yeah. you know i'm always going to have masterpieces out of that but yeah. i think a lot of cool stuff comes from that yeah the tea yeah grab that grab the tea <laughs> Don't kill yourself. I'm, I'm trying to do the tea and the tea beer. It's not working out mm-hmm. super, super great. I, re- I do not recommend. No, and one thing I've always liked about independent cinema in general, and I have to give the props to A24 too, is they're not, they're not afraid to tell a story that might not necessarily be the most 
comforting. No, yeah, like they're especially really, if we're talking the horror movies. Obviously, they're really they're amped not. up and like unsettling the hell out of you. Yeah. It's like, well, one of the most I didn't realize, and I think this is because I, I see I, that image you have right here on screen is Black Coat's Daughter. Is that the one? Is that an A24 film? Uh, check me on that one because I'm not sure. Yep. A24. Wow. That is now that you want to talk about one that's like unsettling. I say like if you haven't seen that one. It's definitely. I have not actually. So it's it's definitely one of those ones where you're like, it gets under your skin. I think not to. No, okay, I did not. Uh, <laughs> I wasn't trying to go for a pun there. No pun intended on that but one. Pun indeed. But and pun nonetheless. I, I will say I think that is what makes true horror for me. Yeah. And I think having having seen a, a decent amount of these movies, but not even realizing they were a twenty four until you had mentioned doing this episode, mm-hmm. is you don't always have to have that flashy jump scare thing going on it can almost be creepier not to yeah sometimes. no they're they, I, they tend to use more of the subtext and letting your mind kind of fill in the blanks now it's not a24 but one of the ones that i come back to for that style a mm-hmm. lot is uh, gore Verbinski's the ring yeah through dreamworks actually yeah. at the time um very very interesting movie mm-hmm. um very deeply atmospheric creepy psychological what have you ethereal yeah mess with you on another level kind of stuff and i, I that's that I, I like that kind of horror the most i think where mm-hmm. it really like lives with you after the fact and like you can't shake it yeah it makes you question what's going on yeah 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 Yeah. definitely so what when you when you had mentioned doing this episode what made you want to pick a24 was it is it definitely the string of movies they've done the string of movies and like the consistent experimental tone they've had they've Mm -hmm. they've kind of entrenched themselves as i don't want to say one of the last bastions but definitely one of the most interesting playgrounds of independent cinema left going on where it's like they're they're willing to roll the dice on people and take these these new up-and-coming talents who haven't really proved themselves on titles before and give them a fairly substantial budget to yeah Get, get some stuff going. Ari, they found Ari Aster. They found Rob Eggers, Denny Villeneuve. Alec, they didn't find Alex Garland, but Alex Garland's directorial career started with them. Yeah, and I didn't realize, like, Annihilation, another another Annihilation A24 is film. not an A24. Oh, it's not an A24. So, okay. yeah, both, Sun, his... Sun, both Sunshine and Annihilation are not. That's why you have it like that. Okay. I have them asterisked for that purpose. But I was I put those in to show that he's he's gone on to great Do, successes yeah. beyond this, but they, they gave him a podium, so to speak, to, mm-hmm. to get there. And I wasn't as big of a fan of his movie Men, but, I mean... He came back after had after having had some distance from A24 and came back and decided to do something with them that he was going to have some more freedom with, which, yeah. you know, all the more power to him for that. Well, it's interesting how A24 doing these horror movies, I think it's neat how horror being such a, that's the word I'm looking for, you would think it's more of a constricted genre in terms of what you got to do. It's like, all right, well, you got to scare people. So we got to have this, we got to have that. We got to have ABC. Yeah. But you can really do a lot. With very with little. It. Yeah, with very, very little. And yeah. I think that's one of the things I, like, I just kind of repeating myself now what I said before, like letting your mind fill in the gaps. Well, it's like going back to The Witch, too. If you look at the production of that, it's like in terms of what they had to build, it's not a lot. No, yeah. They, basically, that, they really built makes like it, two I structures, think, yeah. really. And that makes it being in like that, making having that wilderness, that realness to it, definitely... For and they me. they did build the structures for that. Like they didn't find a place. Like mm-hmm. that was all from the ground up. They built all the structures for it, and they lived in for several months. Huh. Produce actually doing the movie. So I could I could not do that. Yeah, super super interesting stuff, and I, especially for as how early on it was for Rob Eggers. Like yeah. that was interesting. 
Well, they, they seem to be fans of the slow burn type story where yes. we're not going to just have stuff. I mean, although there is a few things that will do that, but we're, we're going to play with what you think sh- you should be hearing or seeing and kind of just string Twist you along. Yeah. Like speak like one. And this is the one I wanted to ask you about, like mid midsummer. <sighs> midsummer mid, is crazy. Or midsummer, if I've, as I've heard. I've heard <laughs> it every people, which way. I, yeah. That movie's crazy. No, definitely. Also, I, I not the first, but one of like definitely the first big blip for Florence Pugh. Mm-hmm. She's she's phenomenal. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> it was funny. Like one of the big criticisms every everybody had for her after the fact was like, oh, I, I know like the guys at Red Letter Media mm-hmm. always make fun of her, oh, the, her pouty face. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah. But it's I, I think that that movie's creepy because it doesn't play out like a horror movie. No, it, it doesn't. It just plays out like a summer trip. Yeah, and that's one of the things that I, cu- I can't believe how much they made me afraid of sunlight a yeah. little bit. Like the way, because the majority it's all day, of that is the majority all, of it's all, all, all in daylight. Yeah. That's and what it's I think is so. Culture. Yeah. That's what I find so interesting about that from like a light. Now, they would have done that, I'm assuming, with actual daylight instead of. Oh, like yeah, trying, yeah, yeah. Yeah. That would sound such a stupid question. No. no. <laughs> well, you know what I mean? Like, I know what you well, mean. How yeah. they can shoot like day for night. They can have the HMI well, yeah, lights like, or now with digital, they can just. Well, also, like those, they had a lot of the barn interiors and stuff. I'm sure that they like worked their schedule around like the interiors mm-hmm. and stuff and like using like the majority of their daylight for the exteriors and then like stretching that afternoon light for some of the interior shots like that's how i would do it anyway yeah and that but, was yeah i have to yeah the fact that they did it all mostly in daylight creates such a different quality and there's like a, the those sequences it's not the first of thing like, you think of when you think of horror yeah or at least i don't there's those sequences of like just like the overt happiness of the culture like contrasting mm-hmm. this like horrible that's happening yeah. it's like it's like it puts you in such an unsettled atmosphere <laughs> well you have and you know, when you have the thing with her her boy her boyfriend that she's her is her boyfriend yeah she, yeah she goes on a trip uh with her boyfriend after a family tragedy of mm-hmm. hers she and she endures and kind of to get her out of her shell a little bit they invite her to come along on this retreat that they're going on this writer's retreat that they're going on yeah. to tr- they're, they're a group of journalists trying to crack this story of this culture that's been kind of cloistered away and they're they're looking at it from a journalistic point of view that they've found something that nobody else knows about they've yeah. in, ter- in their heads they've cracked some serious journalistic gold and they're trying to capitalize on it but the more they get into this society the worse it gets yeah, because exactly more attached that they get to it and there is that big play and maybe you could even offer what maybe maybe the lighthouse does this too it's taking and that i think horror in general does this taking something familiar and just twisting it yes upside down on its lighthouse is basically just a total dive into insanity (laughs) it's like so it has, so if, you, it has if you're parallels. looking for something, you know, to watch with the kids. Yeah, no, definitely don't watch with the kids. Definitely <laughs> don't watch with the parents. No, don't yet. <laughs> but it's Lighthouse is interesting from the perspective of it's kind of like The Shining, which you're trapped in a box yeah. for a long period of time what with only so many people. And it's like how cor- corrosive just like yeah. And what, do you, what do you do? Exposure. I love stories like that. I love stories that are they they don't necessarily have to be epic in scope. The stakes and like what's happening. It, it almost has that it, literally that experiment type feel going on. Like yeah. okay, if we get a bunch of people and we strip society away. What happens? What on, we, on the subject of the like that Lord too, of the Flies type deal? They happening. they utilized a small space really well. Again, I mean it's Rob Eggers. He's proven he's good at that. But they also like for the score and the sound design of it they recorded the existing foghorn that was on the island oh really and they used it like the actual foghorn and they created a vst off of it has now since been made public domain as of as a vst huh. synthesizer i have it it's free it's available on spitfire's site you can grab we, it and 
use it and play oh with it. Oh my God. Bring this up. I am going to bring it up. Bring this thing up. Can we, is there a way to get it into the thing? Yeah. Oh, okay. I'm not the technical, I'm not the tech guy here, ladies and gentlemen. I'm just, I don't even yeah, know. I have, a, what, I have a channel now. I don't even know what I'm doing here, actually. That is the actual foghorn. Oh my God. Let's see what else I have. Like a, they have a bunch of sounds built into it. It's super great. That is uh, both. See that like almost. Wow. Are you hearing this? <laughs> That's what the whole movie sounds like. It's great, dude. That's so. That almost reminds me. Did you ever play Mist back? Dude, in the I day? love Mist. That rem- like there was something similar to that. You're stuck on that island. This, yeah, it's very similar to that. And it like it always made me want to think that there was something horrible around the next corner, but there never was. It's just a puzzle game. And dude, wow, I, that really Mist is great. Yeah, I that, missed, but that game. this really like that sound alone is like both alarming but yet enticing like you want to be like what what what's going on like it's not enough to make you run for cover yeah but you definitely want to know more i got i got to watch lighthouse is what i think it's a, what it's I'm a good movie. here definitely again it leans into that period piece really well more so even than the witch does mm-hmm. it like really lives in that period piece style but it's like it's like 1800s industrial okay. kind of like the atmosphere but it's just willem dafoe and rob pattens and going full batch crazy for 90 minutes it's <laughs> Definitely will leave you. It makes you feel like you went insane. And that's one thing too. I think a majority of these movies, these from the ones I've seen, I don't think they're super long. No, yeah. I think they they tend to stay in that sweet spot. Whereas like now you have a lot of movies, and it's like you look at again. It's it's kind of strange how an independent. Well, I mean, it makes sense they're doing with making a film with less resources to work at. But it's strange how the independent movies are definitely saying no. We want to keep it shorter and concise. But yeah. the Studio movie, like, nope, we gotta, we gotta make them long and push them up because I think now, like, the average mainstream studio, excuse me, is maybe over two and a half, like, approaching, like, every movie I've seen, like, bigger tentpole blockbuster. Well, you see, it's, it's, it's weird it's emergence approaching of like late. two and a half at least, yeah. And a weird like, emergence of late has been like the three hour drama, of yeah, being allowed to be a thing. It's like Dune, Oppenheimer, yeah, and like which Blade totally, Runner. yeah, if, if the story demands it, I'm all for it, yeah, but and if, if it's not filler just for the sake of yeah, it, yeah, and that's I, great, like, yeah. if you can make three hours work and it's it's like you feel like you got more story out of it yeah. in a good way like sure why not and i think that's kind of strange As, like how many times have you have you seen a book adaptation that leaves things on the cutting floor you're like damn i wish i could have seen yes that. Like all the time yeah so i think in that aspect i think it's a good thing yeah it's like the people at the studios like are we gonna start seeing like four hour five hour movies at that point it's just a mini series a mini series chop it up Chop it put up, it on, put, put on, it on, put, put it, it on, on whatever this thing. plus series. I only want it playing on my TVs and my <laughs> screens that we also own. And it's like, well, sir, we don't make TVs. Start making the TVs. Well, what do you mean you don't make TVs? I've been coming here for 20 <laughs> years. <laughs> sir, we only make movies here. No, 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 no. We're, we're going to start making everything. <laughs> I don't. I don't know what that accent is. It's something. It's something. So uh, yeah. But going forward, uh, there's a lot. There's a lot of stuff. And weirdly enough, we brought up Oppenheimer. I mean, the Safdie mm-hmm. brothers who did this is not a not an A twenty four horror, but I mean, they wrote and directed Good Time with Robert Pattinson. Yeah. Who is a known Oppen or known Chris Nolan collaborator? Yeah. So it's like it all ties together. It's all. <laughs> but I mean, uh, Safdie was just recently in Oppenheimer. He played William Teller in that. You sound. 
You sound confident. On yes. That. Okay. Yes. I actually stand, I stand by that. I'm confident. <laughs> well, I got to say, this is definitely A24 with these movies. Well, Hereditary, there's one we didn't talk about. Yeah. Uh, another Ari Aster from, yeah. uh, he did Midsummer as well. Uh, Hereditary was all over the place. Well, yeah. Lot. And I remember a like lot. seeing uh, one of like, the trailers for it. I almost thought, okay, this is going to be similar to like a Rosemary's Baby That's what I was thinking deal. Too, yeah, yeah. Which it, it kind of is a little bit. I was thinking like Rosemary's Baby. What was the other one? Skeleton Key? Yes. With Skele- with, with uh, the the, Ru- the Kurt Russell daughter. Kate. Wait, is is that skeleton? Oh, with the- what is her name? Yeah. Why? Why? Why is this happening? See, this was this is because we were talking about Can't Hardly Wait before. Yeah. I couldn't think of you Jennifer, think of Love, Jennifer Hewitt. Love Hewitt. Kate? No, not Kate Winslet. Kate? Uh, Kate? It is Kate. I just gotta. I want to say Katie Holmes, but I know for a fact nope, that that's wrong. not it. This is Presque Vu, I think, in action right here. Kate Hudson. Kate Hudson. That's the one. I didn't need a device to do that either. I need a device for everything. I just know her as the Goldie Hawn, Kurt Russell offspring. Yeah. <laughs> it's such a bad way to say it. <laughs> oh, yes. You, could you imagine like walking up to someone? You're, you're the like, one you're that the came off, out of Kurt Russell, You're the right? offspring of, ooh, I think we got a, that sounds like, that sounds like an A24 horror the movie. The Offspring. What is it? Like, I don't know what the story directed is Directed by Ari Aster. <laughs> Ari Aster. Okay, if we're pitching... All right, Co-directed Brian. by Robert Eggers and Ari Aster. Oh, my God. Okay, so we're we're pitching a horror movie. We're calling it... We're 2A24. We're calling it The Offspring. Copyrighted right now. Nobody take it. But what do, what do we want to have happen? Now, the obvious thing is you can just have, okay, some... Starring Kate Hudson. <laughs> you can have some form of... Like, do we want this to be centered on the child? Do we even want there the, to be a child? The name... The, there's no name... There's no name. Of the first character. It okay. is just the child. It is just the child. It's like an evil version of Baby Yoda. <laughs> I think I think we've I think we've uh, struck gold. Evil that's version it. of Baby Yoda. Evil I get, version I get of Baby my Yoda. multi-million dollar budget right the now. The offspring right now. And the and the entire score is done by the offspring. <laughs> <laughs> that would be amazing. I just made a multi I'm not releasing this episode. It's a multi-million dollar idea. Oh right my there. god. Podcast over. I'm gonna make my million. If only. But yeah, I mean, uh, 24, we talked about how the fact that they made a bunch of famous people. I mean, Greta mm-hmm. Gerwig is one of them. Yeah. She did, uh, what's it, with uh, Saoirse. Lady Bird. Lady Bird was yeah, in 24. Yeah, which is a great movie, yes. And, you know, now she's she's out there making billion-dollar Barbie movies. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we got uh, bolstering Sofia Coppola with the bling ring. Yeah. Um, I mean, these are all non-horror ones, but I just like, I like how they're posting up a lot of cool talent here. Like, they're... And I think this speaks to, and what's your opinion on it? How important, because I think for people, and I didn't even realize, like I said, the amount of movies they've cranked out. How important is it to still have an independent cinema? Oh, I think or just an time. independent, like, storytelling I think that's why they've general. been so successful is because they are a very open creative playground mm-hmm. for these creative types to come in and they like have these wild ass crazy ideas and be like, hey, I want to do this weird movie about Scarlett Johansson being an yeah. alien and then she peels her skin off in the last scene. Like, yeah. yeah, go do it. Here's a bunch of money. Well, I think too about like when I'm thinking you think of some of the smaller horror movies that like someone like Peter Jackson did back in the day. Yeah. And then it was like know, he, he ends- one of his first big ones he's known for was a zombie movie, right? Yeah. Uh, he made it in, in New Zealand. Come on, come on. Brain Jumon. Dead. Brain Dead. Brain Dead. That's what it is. It was largely inspiration for Shaun of the Dead, if I'm not mistaken. That I don't know. That I'm not sure. I, I'd heard that somewhere. It definitely has a similar vibe, but a lot of the zombie movies, I think zombie tales all have a similar thing going on. Yeah. With them. There tends to be gore usually, which makes sense. We talked sense. about this last time with the, we talked about this with the horror retrospective episode. Yeah. They kind of reinvigorated with 28 Days Later. 
Yeah, they did. And now they're having 28. You said 28 years. I think it's 20. I've heard it a couple of different ways. I don't heard think it's... Couple, since, oh, it hasn't been. Okay. I don't think still. it's finalized in any way yet. But one way or another, I think we're getting a third mm-hmm. installment in that series. No, and I definitely think having independent stuff like this, especially in film, is good to have because it, you're able then to tell some stories that you probably wouldn't do and Disney's not putting out something like Midsummer or Hereditary. Let's let's just be honest. <laughs> Though I've seen some really hilarious edits of like the Pixar version of Midsummer. It's so funny, <laughs> you know, with all this AR art we got going around. Anybody can. Oh no! Make don't up these even, weird drafts. Well, that could be a maybe. That's maybe that's the offspring. It's an AI up, up movie. It's the, it's it's the A twenty four Pixar movie. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's all done, but it's a horror movie done in digital I like format. This. I done really like a do Pixar like this. thing called The Offspring, and you make it dark Pixar. You, we try to emulate that old like clay animation in it, though, but it's not clay animation. It's the, it's the all nightmare digital. before The Offspring. <laughs> yeah, I I think we got something with that. Yeah, a twenty four hit us up. Please, please, please hit us up. <laughs> Have you seen Tusk? I it, t- no, Tusk is I've seen bits of it. It's that a weird is one. that is definitely. Kevin Strange. Smith, of all people, yeah, to direct I would an not have, horror. Yeah, I, I would not have picked that originally. So, like super weird, like monster type character turns into monster type storyline. But well, it it almost reminded me of you ever seen the movie Basket Case? Way back, I think it's in the eighties. Who's in it? I I don't remember. I just remember it's, nobody's in it. It's essentially no. There's people. Nobody in it. directed it. Nobody directed it. I think it's Basket Case. It's essentially this guy is carrying around his twin brother in a basket. But that's like, that makes you think separated. of eight heads in a duffel bag, dude. <laughs> eight the heads class, in a duffel bag? The classic Joe Pesci movie. You never saw eight heads? No. Oh man, we're watching a trailer right now. Oh no. See, this is what this this is what he does. He makes me watch things. Eight heads in a duffel bag. Eight heads in a duffel bag. I don't think I've ever seen this one. Oh my god, dude, this movie's great. Uh, Burger King. Classic oh, man, look piece at of cinema, dude. Right look here. at that grain. That VHS flare. What? <laughs> I love that movie so much. <laughs> That you think you've seen it all, and then it's like it already happened years ago. No man, you ever hear that thing where like if you come up with an idea, you have to assume that at least a hundred other people, oh, dude, definitely have the exact same idea. Definitely, this they played this. There was another one that like they played it on HBO like all the time. Oh. That's it, and that that leads me to a point. I think that's what I like about the A twenty four movies is you can have similar structures ideas going on but what can make a story different is someone's what the hell is this it's an actual scene from eight heads in a duffel bag <gasps> is he having like a psychotic break yeah <laughs> this is the height of joe pesci's career oh man. my god not home alone no this is it <laughs> look how shitty the effects are too. it's like you can see right through their necks yep oh my god <laughs> Yes, what I was saying, though, is that originality, bringing your own voice to the story, will differentiate it. Which I think the creative freedom to do that. And that's where that having that independent sort of off-Broadway, whatever you want to call it, sector, always having that is good. A musical version of Midsummer. A musical version of Midsummer. You could probably do that. (laughs) And then just people start jumping off the cliff. (laughs) One by one in a conga line. Well, it's amazing how certain things, the line between, I feel like, comedy and horror is so thin because I think of that scene where the... Where the heads are in the duffel bag. No, not the heads (laughs) of the duffel bag. In Midsummer when the the senior citizens of the group are leap, right? It's the older ones in the group and they're leaping off. And it's like totally unexpected. there's yeah. no ramp up and they to just that they just jump off it's it's their way of unburdening themselves from the group but then if you go to a netflix show a few years back called vikings i think it's just called vikings no Nor- norseman no the norseman norseman yeah you put me on the norseman yes. I, there's a that it starts out that way where he's like okay go jump and they're like oh, what if we didn't yeah <laughs> 
Hold, hold on, it, listen it, to me. It's just amazing. It's the same same setup, yeah. sort of. Just like a cultural difference. Yeah, like, and then just the way they play it out and the way the dialogue, how the men are just like, okay, I have an idea. How about we don't jump? We just we just leave. We go away. We'll go into like exile. But yeah, that 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 how close it is. How you can do like a very similar scene, and if you just take it one way or the other, you either have a horror scene or you have a comedy scene. Yeah, and and that's what I think. And that can come down. That's to how you the get person. Beetlejuice. That's how you get Adam's yeah. Family. That's how you get Monsters. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think that's that's key to having the independent movement in in what any art form that mm-hmm. you have. Because if you have to make a movie and you have to make billions and billions of dollars off it, or, or write a story, compose a a song, write a poem, if you have to make billions, it's going to be tough. And that's always one thing too. I've I've always had a little bit of a chip on my shoulder is just because something makes a lot of money doesn't necessarily make it good and vice versa versa. just because something doesn't make a lot of money doesn't necessarily make it bad you so you had said that you were gonna did you end up watching x or and or pearl yes i saw x what did you think of it i'm curious i like this will contain spoil obviously spoilers i I like i liked the sort of like well because they're doing they're gonna shoot like an adult film yeah i don't know i liked that <laughs> just set up to me was so One strange perfect balances between comedy and yeah seriousness it, it had I, I don't want to say it like because I, I don't want to make people get in that mindset but it, it it did remind me a little bit of like an evil dead yeah sort of vibe Same. like the on. cabin type. yeah yeah and i don't know if that is a an inspiration to that yeah did you just did you just start playing that no are you going crazy oh yeah maybe i don't know what that this was. is sorry <laughs> Sorry. This is <laughs> no, I liked it. I, I was, uh, yes, that blend. And that's an, that is a hard blend to achieve, I think. It is, have, yeah. I mean, to have you both terrified and laughing in the same movie. Within the same sequences. Often. Yes. <laughs> like, oh, you were talking about the one? No. The answering the door was what I was getting at. Oh, okay. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would give that. Yeah. Just, just so good. Yeah, I, I was, I was get, losing it in the theater. <laughs> I didn't get around to Pearl, though. It, uh, a lot of, some people like Pearl more than X. Even. Okay. When I, when I watched it initially, I didn't understand that Pearl is a prequel to X. Oh, okay. Like, I, I, knew, I knew it was supposed to be, but I was like, I'm not getting it from this. But then mm-hmm. I understood that it's not supposed to be the girl, the one... That uh, what's her name? Mia Goth plays. Okay, it's it's the older woman that lives on the farm. Um, in is, in X. is the one that's in Pearl. Oh, okay. And I'm like, oh, okay, that makes better sense now. Timeline wise, it's like in the 50s. Okay, yeah, sometime in the like the 50s, and uh, it is the ending of Pearl is perfect. Absolutely, one of the most perfect endings I've okay. ever seen in a movie. So have you also had- uh, the guy in that is our new Superman. Oh, is that is that him? Oh, yeah. all right. Weird, weird to think that he is going to be Superman, but. Hey, that's and that goes to what we've been talking about. How horror, the I don't know what it is with the horror genre, but you do get a lot of people who get a start in horror, yeah, and then get propelled further on, which I love. But also, I think that there is that sense of like horror gets a little bit of people look at it downgrade. It's like, oh, it's the horror genre, or oh, it's the sci-fi genre, or oh, it's, it's not. An, oh, it's an independent. Yeah, it's like that's uh, not. It's like uh, that's um, not true art. AMC started putting banners like uh, when you go on the app to like buy a ticket for a movie at AMC. They started putting. Yeah. a banner on certain films labeling them as artisan films <laughs> and i'm like i don't know how i feel about that because it's yeah. just like it could be off-putting to certain people i've i've always maintained that when it comes to anything artistic it exists as a landscape yeah to say one thing's better or i mean there are some things that yes like if you start to get into like propaganda it's that's like, where i'm like okay let's, let's look at barbie don't do that let's yeah look at barbie for an example barbie is like this tentpole money-making juggernaut of a blockbuster, but yeah. it's also made by one of the most independent, 
independent a twenty four started independent filmmaker, film. yeah, who definitely did something very much their own style. With yeah, it. so it's like I think that it's creeping into the lexicon to like have the new crazy weird. Well, that thing. seems to be the thing though. It's like a studio says, "Oh, who 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 can we get? We have a name, but let's let's pick someone." Well, Greta Gerwig was still, I'd say, a little bit already established. She's she, yeah, she prior she built to her that. name up to get. But there. that seems to be a, a thing that goes on now where they like find a essentially unknown director and be like, "Okay, hey, let's let's see what they can do." Give this and kid give a him, shot. Yeah, give him like a three hundred million dollar movie. Yeah, and be like, "Okay, you gotta you gotta triple it now." Tall order. At least I don't even know would that still be considered a flop? I guess not if you tripled the budget. No, that's like if you honest to god if you make a profit of x million dollars i think that they're happy mm-hmm. but it's like if you just make break even break over top of even from like all the money that was spent on marketing all the money that was spent on producing the film itself See, that's the, that's the thing that always gets a lot of people they're like oh well the budget was x and it made x so it's well you're forgetting double the budget because it's yeah. almost always exactly the same as the marketing yeah so there you go mm-hmm. <laughs> Therein lies the rub. Well, speaking of that, eight eight twenty four does a pretty good job at marketing there. I would say so. Yeah, like they they don't go crazy. They do a lot of viral marketing too, Mm -hmm. which is I think they're part of their strength. It just recently talked to me. I mean, that was uh, which you've seen. Yes, it was very good. It was an entirely Australian movie. Oh, which I didn't know, know going okay. into it, but I'm like, oh, this is interesting. Then, I mean, A24 has had a hand in Australian cinema a few times. The Guy Pierce movie, mm-hmm. The Rover, with also Robert Pattinson, also an A24 movie, but it was huh. entirely Australian. God, my stomach is in an uproar. You need some of that. Some of that. Uh, do you have Tums? Uh-oh. This is where he drugs me now. I hope you've all enjoyed Han on the podcast. No longer. <laughs> so you, if you, if you. Uh, no, I'll still be. If you had to recommend someone who's never seen a24 horror movies obviously some people just don't like horror movies no matter what but you can never get them to do it I'd probably recommend the witch i think that's to the start, easiest to, to, like, to start off there's some ones that i like that i don't know that necessarily a lot of other people would i mean it comes at night i really enjoyed mm-hmm. it's a very different take on yeah that style i mean it's not really clear ever what the threat is yeah. which i think is super cool about it no, and that's de- and again, that's that whole thing of what's the scary thing. Like if you show, there's that quality of like, and this is goes back to years of narrative theory and storytelling. If you show them or describe it 100%, what they see is what they see. And that's all the audience or the reader has to imagine. But if you don't show it, if you let them then fill in the gaps and imagine it, can that be more scary? Yeah. I'm thinking of classic scenes like Psycho, the, the classic shower scene. You don't really see I think see a lot of the time in that. your viewer's imagination can be far more terrifying yeah. than anything you can come up with. Yeah. And, and I think even though X doesn't do that all the time. No. <laughs> no, I think it's the complete. There are a few moments too where I think you get a little bit of that, but certainly the witch, hereditary. Very much hereditary. Definitely does. We were also talking uh, Green Knight as was kind of one of oh, those yeah. ones that was kind of like on the line. I wasn't really sure whether or no, not to no, no, it, and that but. is definitely because there. I, I do think there are those horror elements to it because anytime you're dealing with things, I think the main the, the Green Knight that version that they took of it because the whole story they're not really sure who wrote it comes from like the early Middle Ages, so it's, there's different versions and pieces put together. They kind of took it and made it their own a little bit, not not completely, but they stayed true to the main theme spirit of the story. Yeah. It's it's that notion of like having to grow up and eventually confronting your mortality. Yeah. And, and that is what our main character in The Green Knight is doing. But that one scene, I got to say, where he's after he's set upon by, I guess, just highwaymen bandit and he's like left in the woods and it like does like a whole 360 pan. And it's just it's him now just completely rotted away. It's just his skeleton that's left. 
Yeah. And then it comes back around and there he is still alive. So I, th- I thought that was a very interesting shot to do. Also and just the element in that one of like them having brought back to life a very lost text. There's like yeah. one copy of it left in yeah. decent enough condition to translate. Like I thought that that was just like such an intriguing concept yeah. on its own. Like there's a 24 has a way of like really making you feel like you need to see that. They, they <laughs> like, I gotta say they do an amazing job at building their worlds. Yeah. Even, even in these smaller stories, like the stories are focused, but the worlds that they put them in do feel huge or, or yeah. like I, I feel like I definitely feel that this story they're telling do, is not existing just on the screen I'm watching. I do feel like it exists in that world that they've set it in. Yeah. And I think that's kudos to them. I'm very ecstatic that Talk to Me got greenlit for a sequel. Oh, really? Already? Yeah. It was like, honest to God, it was like right at the end of its second week in theaters. Some people would say that the ending of Talk to Me can be is very easily predicted. Mm-hmm. I've heard that a couple of times. But even even if that is the case, which I personally don't believe that it is, I think it's still a very good story. Yeah, and it takes it's a it's a spin on the ghost story of take like the seance as it were. Yeah, it's it's kind of looking at it from a lens of like teens doing drugs in the basement kind mm-hmm. of thing, and it's like oh they're gonna go meet up at a party and like have a seance, and yeah. it's like but it's like they're the hand in talk to me is rumored to have been like like they, they they go into like the the weird like stories that have come out about the hand and where it came from and it's like everything from it's a medium's hand that was encased in ceramic yeah and so it was a witch's hand so nobody really knows but it's, yeah it's like it's got that weird like lore built around it but it's like they use the hand as the channel into it's an actual hand it's, a, it's like have? a ceramic a, hand oh wow okay it's like severed off at like the four it's, it's almost like the 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 like the monkey's paw it's, short story it, I, that was the vibe like i got kind yeah of i like that too. and it was like they would use the hand as a, like a tap in to speak to the ghosts and it was like it was looked at as like a party drug mm-hmm. almost i was like that's such an interesting take on a ghost huh. story it's, yeah it's something so different like yeah i'm not i don't I, that's one i don't want to spoil for people too much okay but uh, I'm, I'm just jazzed it's getting a sequel because i enjoyed it yeah no i definitely if you have a chance even if you don't want, I'd even say Green Knight is a little bit, if you're not into the horror genre, Green Knight definitely has some things going on there. But if you want to give it an A24 or Lady Bird. Lady Bird's a good yeah. yeah. Just honestly, any A24, but since we're looking at, you know, specifically horror, specifically. horror stuff the this and next month, uh, t- take a look at, just at any of these titles, really. I, I wouldn't even just Google search or whatever, A24 horror. I'm sure you'll find some good stuff. Yeah. I Like I said, there's some of the some of the hand, Garden Few that I've enjoyed. I've enjoyed everything that Ari Aster has done. Mm-hmm. Rob Eggers. Yeah. Both their endeavors and stuff like I found some gems that i've really liked like it comes at night you know it's not everybody's cup of tea but i found it's like different atmosphere kind of something different it was a post-apocalyptic but at the same time it's like kind of kind of insinuated as a monster kind Mm -hmm. of insinuated as a zombie type thing so it's like okay something different something uh, if you're looking for something different try to cleanse the palate a little bit yeah i'd say give 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 some of the a24 movies a shot Mm -hmm.